Hey dear Crosswinds family and friends, welcome to another episode of Crosswinds Unleashed. Of course, each week we're dedicated to bringing the best stories and biblical life principles from authentic believers. I'm excited because this is the first episode of the new year. Um, This will be coming out if you're hearing it later, then it may not be the first episode you've listened to this year, but it's the first one that we have out for the for this new year, 2022, hard to believe it's it's here and and uh, here we are starting this, this new year together. Uh, our podcast, what does it do? It breaks down the Christian life through interviews and practical instructions, and we hope in a fun and accessible way. I'm Craig Cooper, the host of the podcast and lead pastor here at Crosswinds Church. Uh, and let me give a special shout out to Elijah Merrill. He is our producer, does an amazing job making sure that we are not able, not just able to record the podcast, but also able to get it out to you. Uh, as I like to say every week, because it's true, whatever works well, it's because of him. If there's any mistakes, I'll take full responsibility for that. But but thanks for thanks for listening and be a part of this podcast. We sure do uh, appreciate it. Um, we have a special guest um, with us this week, uh, one of my colleagues here at the church, uh, Crosswinds Church, um, Pastor Wendy. Uh, she is a student pastor, and we are going to be able to hear her story uh, in this episode. Then in the next episode, we're going to talk a little bit about her heart for student ministry. Um, but we're going to begin simply by... Uh, First of all, welcome. Wendy, thanks for being a part of the podcast. Thanks, Craig, and Happy New Year to all of our listeners, of course. It's, I'm excited to be here today. So let's just start with a, with a basic question, really. How did you get connected to Crosswinds? Yeah, I always love answering that question. Um, I came to Crosswinds in 2006 and originally came through the Celebrate Recovery ministry. So I had been attending CR meetings on Friday nights, and I was involved in a women's 12-step study and it was several months before I think I attended a weekend service, uh, which was a huge culture shock for me, but I've been here ever since. So 2006, I started coming through CR. So talk to me a little bit. So so you get into CR. Yeah. Several months later, you're, you're part of the church. But talk to me a little bit about your, your faith journey in, in this way. Um, when did you receive Christ as your Lord and Savior? So I grew up in a Presbyterian household and believed in God, but we were not raised to have a relationship with Christ. It just wasn't what they taught in the Presbyterian church, at least the one I grew up in. My best friend in high school, her dad was a Baptist preacher, and I remember at 17, he sat me down one Friday night and said, if you're going to spend time with Jennifer, I'm going to share the gospel with you. So he uh, shared the gospel with me, and uh, so I accepted Christ that night, but I think Um, I tried to pursue him throughout the rest of my time in high school, and as I went off to college, that just got kind of got lost in the shuffle, shall we say, which is what ultimately led me to celebrate recovery. So um, I think I accepted Christ, but it wasn't until coming to CR and bringing with me so much baggage of addiction, abuse, broken relationships, um, just really feeling lost and in need of something greater than myself— um, I found healing through Celebrate Recovery and through Christ, and I don't have one of those big aha moments like the clouds opened up and the you know the sunbeams shone down, and I knew in that moment I was saved because I think I had so many trust issues because of abuse, abusive relationship that I had to learn to trust God in small steps, and so I'm still on that journey. You know, um, I definitely um, know that He loves me beyond measure, and he continues to redefine me every single day. But I'm a work in progress, you know, so I don't, I yeah, don't have that. Club, right? Yeah, <laughs> I don't have that big, like, salvation moment. I know when I accepted Christ at 17, but the transformation has been 
you know, you and I are the same age. <laughs> and uh, I just, I, I feel like I'm still relatively new in the journey 15 years in, sure, you know, sure. of actively pursuing Christ. Yes. So, yes. yeah. So, t- so you come to Christ, you're a teenager. Yeah. And so it's, it's several years later before you connect with CR, and, and there's this whole time in between. Like 30 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I wasn't going to say that, but there's, there's this time in between. Yeah. And, and so talk a little bit, like, what was what was your connection to God and church? What was that like during that, that during that three decades, right? Well, I would love to say that it was more than it, what it was, but it was Christmas Eve. It was Easter. It was weddings and funerals. Um, and then... In in my now, I've been married a few times, and in a previous marriage, you know, we attended the Catholic Church, and I never really felt a deep connection to the teachings. I I knew that God was there, but it it wasn't. It didn't speak to my heart. Like, didn't grab my heart. You know. So I think I just sort of pushed it all aside. I knew God was there, and I knew that I believed in God and who He was, but I don't think I understood the fullness of Him. You know. I think. Uh, you know, we were raised to remember God. And so that was, I would remember that God was there, but I didn't really embrace the fullness of who he was and who I was to him. So I just, it was out of my life for probably a good 30 years until I came back to Celebrate Recovery. Yeah, there's definitely a difference between knowing that God is present yeah, and knowing that he's present with you. Right. You know, you can be in a room of people and be able to say, hey, there's there's Tim, you know, and, right. and Tim's here and he's present. It's another thing to have Tim with you and, and to say, I've got your back, you know, I, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm going to hang with you, you know, you're not alone. I mean, that, that's a whole different understanding of God's presence and just, I know he's here. I think a moment that stuck out to me early in my time at Crosswinds was the first time I participated in communion at Crosswinds. You know, growing up, communion was remembering. It was all about remembrance. Do this in remembrance of me. But I remember the first time taking communion at Crosswinds, I really felt a deep connection to God in that moment. And I feel like every time I take communion now, it's it's a recommitment ceremony for me. You know, it's a, it's a recommitment to remember like, oh my gosh, God, you did this for me. You died for me. And so in this moment now, it's not just about remembering who you were and what you did, but it's about Reinviting you back into my life to celebrate all that you are and all that you're shaping me to be. So I think that was a defining moment for me in my faith here at Crosswinds. I'm hearing uh, sort of a reoccurring theme of understanding that the God who is present is the God of history. Yes. And so he's done things, a lot of things, like created everything. Right. Um, but, you know, realizing that this God who is the God of history is the God of the present. Right. And he's personal and he, he's a part of our Very life. Very personal. And, and so talk to me a little bit about your journey as far as your introduction to spiritual disciplines, mentors, you know, sort of your practice of, of giving and all these type of things that, that come as we grow in Christ. Yeah. So let me just preface this to say that I came in to celebrate recovery with a gambling addiction. So my addiction was focused around money and my drug was money. And so I came in to celebrate recovery you know, both financially bankrupt and I would say morally bankrupt as well, you know, just really lost and broken. And through jumping in a celebrate recovery, I remember the first night I came, somebody said, you need to join a women's step study. I'm like, I don't know what that is, but okay. And so I got into a step study and it was through working the 12 steps, which celebrate recovery is a biblical 12 step program. And so I just... I was in God's Word. I was reading the Celebrate Recovery Bible. I was sort of doing this moral inventory. I was confessing, right? I was practicing spiritual disciplines, and I didn't even know what spiritual disciplines were, to be honest with you. 
Um, but God doesn't waste that, right? So, and I, you know, I've come to understand that God's word is profitable. And so the more time I spent in God's word, the more I began to understand. And through seeing the healing he was done in the, in the, doing in the lives of others, it began to change my own heart. And so really just spending a lot of time initially in prayer, in journaling, in confession, in, you know, reading God's word. I, I mean, I dove right into spiritual disciplines at the get-go from Celebrate Recovery, but I didn't even know that I was doing that. But God used it. That's great. Yeah. So you don't have to know the spiritual disciplines for them to have correct. power in your life. You correct. don't need That's to correct. know. And some people call them spiritual exercises, whatever. It's not right. what you call them. It's just, it's just sort of these, these um, practices that allow us to grow closer to Christ, you know? And, and I had a mentor one time tell me, he said, we don't study the Word just to know the Word. Right. We study the Word to know God. Yeah, and I definitely find, especially was true in the early stages of my recovery, when I wasn't doing those things, it, things didn't go well. Right, You know, right. and that's still the case today. I will have, definitely have an off day if I don't start my day in God's Word, right? Or if I don't, even if, even if my prayer time is shortened, if I'm not doing that, my day does not start off on the right foot. Whereas before, I didn't even know that was a thing, right? Yeah. So that's one of the things that Celebrate Recovery helped equip me with, was spiritual disciplines. Well, I love the fact you talk about communion, yeah. you know, when we come together and, and remember Christ, but you talked about that sort of as a recommitment or, you know, just acknowledgement that I'm walking with Jesus right. and just a great reminder. And for me, I need that daily reminder of that time alone with Him. Absolutely. But He is Lord of my life, but He is in control, and, and when I rush into the day, yeah. sort of bypass all that, you know, it's, it's interesting because all of us have, you know, especially if you're wired like me, I'm a, I'm a to-do list person. Yes. So, you know, I'm all, I want to get that list, you know, let's get things done. But if I don't start by slowing down mm-hmm. and spending that time with God, then I'm going to try to do everything on my own strength. And, and that never works well. You know, we just came out of a sermon series at Student Ministry on the Ten Commands, and I taught on the Sabbath. And I was just reminded, and it was so convicting to me, that if God can get through his to-do list of creation in six days and rest on the seventh, we need just as much of that time set aside, you know, to your point. So for me, I sort of take a Sabbath every morning, right, to remember who God is and what he's done and just rest in his presence. Yeah, it's a beautiful way of, of, of looking at Sabbath, that yeah. Sabbath, that, that God rest. Right. Um, you know, and it, it's interesting to rest before. Right. Um, and then to rest after. You know, I, I think it's just important and, and throughout the day to be able to know that he gives us that peace and strength to, to be who he's called us to be. and. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know about you, but for me, I need to be redirected, like even during the day. So I have that time in the morning, but there's times throughout the day. I just have to remind myself, no, God, you're... All the time. Yes, absolutely. Time. Ever mindful of that. Well, well, talk to me a little bit. You know, so you, you're you in Christ. You, you come to Christ as a teenager, but now you're growing, right? And right. This is sometime afterwards, right? Yes, I, I and I'm still a new Christian, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 15 yeah, yeah. years well, in, well, yeah. I think the reality of it is, I think the more we grow in Christ, the more we're just, uh, the more we know, we, there's, we need to know, right? Hungry, I mean, it's just, hungry. It's amazing. And, um, but, but you're sitting here now as a pastor. Yes. On staff at a church. Which is crazy. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm guessing 15 years ago, that wasn't part of your plan. It wasn't no. something you would have thought about. No, and especially working with teenagers. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, that was the last thing I would have imagined for myself. I, you know, I spent 25 years in corporate America. I was in corporate marketing for 25 years. And it's interesting. I, you know, my husband always jokes that I have sort of this three to five year threshold where I would move from job to job, whether it was seeking the next title, the next salary, the next challenge, the next, you know, whatever. I have finally realized, and it was very recent, that I didn't have peace in anything that I was doing because I wasn't doing what God had called me to do, which is ministry. 
and I, I can look back now and say that very simply, right? But when you're in the throes of it, when, you're, when your life seems like out of sync or just not at peace, maybe it's because you're not doing what God has called you to do. Maybe it's because you're not pursuing God's will over your own, you know? Um, I So 25 years in, I got involved serving at Celebrate Recovery as a leader, and my kids were young at the time, and so they don't realize this, but they were raised on the 12 Steps and 8 Principles of Celebrate Recovery. Um, and then as my kids became preteens and teens, they got involved in student ministry. I started serving in student ministry as a small group leader, um, still thinking that teenagers were terrifying, if I'm being honest, because I have an older daughter, and we had a very difficult journey through her t- teenage years, and, and I made a lot of mistakes. Um, so I had no interest in working with teenagers, and then... I decided that I was going to serve at student ministry. So I I got involved, and um, through the grace of God, um, I got put into leading a small group, which I did not feel equipped for, but God used that in my life. And I I came up with a group of of young women who, you know, they poured into me as much as I poured into them. And through Never the Same Camp and and going away to youth camp, and things just happened, and, and God just... He just continued to show up in my life over and over again. I remember doing a, a study at a CR retreat, and I'm kind of all over the place here, but no, it's good. Um, we did a study, a Celebrate Recovery Leader Retreat on spiritual gifts. And I remember, this was probably 10 years ago, my primary gift came back as pastoring. Now, we know that pastoring doesn't necessarily mean you're standing up on a pulpit preaching a sermon, right? But I was like, nope, that's, that's not me. I don't agree with that. That's wrong. And so I just kind of like pushed that aside for 10 years and... Little things kept happening over that decade, right, where something would be affirmed in my life or I'd be asked to teach at Celebrate Recovery or just different things would happen or being given, you know, being asked to lead a small group at uh, student ministry. And God just kept equipping me in those moments when I felt like I can't do this, you know. But the reality is we can't, I can't do it on my own. I can't do it apart from him. And so we were at NTS camp one summer and... Um, Jeff Eckert, who I believe you are well acquainted with. Yeah, he was a year behind me in college. Absolutely. Good friend of mine. He was uh, speaking that that week at NTS camp, and he was preaching out of Joshua. And now, mind you, 10 years before, I'd had the call into ministry, and I rejected it. I was like, nope, that's not me. Well, he was preaching to the students, and he was talking about the Israelites, and they're carrying the Ark of the Covenant. They're getting ready to cross the Jordan. They're terrified. And God says, you need to step in the water. You need to trust me right? With this next step of your journey, step in the water and watch and see what I can do. And in that moment, I knew. In that moment, I knew. Now, I'm surrounded by teenagers. I'm, I'm, at, I'm at youth camp. And I'm like, how can God be speaking to me when this is all, you know, all for the teens? But I ran home from NTS camp, enrolled in Oklahoma Wesleyan, and you know, pursued the path into ministry with no idea what was going to happen. Still in corporate America, but Man, God just opened doors immediately after that happened. And so here I sit as, you know, I was hired on as the interim student director. And thank you, COVID. COVID hit. And uh, it just, I don't know, the journey just continues. So here I am as a student ministry pastor. And um, I'm just amazed what God is doing. And we're having a large group of students. So you're, you're pastoring a, a large group of students, a large ministry team. And so, you know, God is yeah. just... Uh, has put you sort of in this amazing uh, sort of time of your life where where you're not just called into ministry, but my goodness, you're leading uh, a dynamic ministry for Christ right now. I would have never in my wildest dreams imagined this is where I would be at this, and I can't imagine being anywhere else. And I know that 
I don't know what God's long-term plan is for me in ministry, but I know I'm right where I'm supposed to be right now. That's great. I know that. That's great. Well, one of the questions I, I like to ask, because it, it really shows a little bit about um, where people are coming from, uh, is like, if, if you could have a spiritual conversation with anyone, living or dead, other than Jesus, yeah. okay, because that's a Sunday school answer, everyone's going to pick Jesus, who wouldn't want to, other than Jesus, who would you like to, to chat with and why? You know, I thought long and hard about this question, and I, there's so many people, and I, I think just because of my history and Celebrate Recovery and having had the front row seat to see the healing in the lives of so many women, I think I would want to sit down and have a conversation with the woman at the well. I think I would want to know what happened next. You know, what happened next after she returned, after she told all the people that the Messiah was there, I, would, I want to know... You know, here's this woman, several husbands and doing all these things. There's so many similarities in her story to my story. From what little we know about her, I would want to know what, what happened next in her story. How did God change her life and, and how, what, how did the trajectory of her life change after that encounter with Jesus? I think that's what I would want, to, who I would want to talk to. That's powerful. For anyone listening to this, John 4, yeah. uh, read about the, the woman at the well. And I'll tell you, there is a ton of layers of just cool stuff in that account. But I, lo- yeah. I love what you're saying. And I think that's true as we read scripture. You know, we, we read what we need to know, mm-hmm. but we read it with all of our senses. We, re- we read it with all of our creativity. And, and so we do wonder. Right. You know, we wonder what, what, what happens um, after that. And so it would, be, it would be really cool, I think, too, to be able to sit down and hear her share. It's, you know, it's like watching a great uh, miniseries and it ends and you're like, well, wait a minute, what happened to this person or that person? You know, I just, I imagine that God did some amazing things through her, you know, as a, as a result of just that one experience. So, yeah. And it starts off pretty powerful because she is used by God to actually reach her whole community at first. Right. And so that's that, enemy of, right? I yeah, mean, people who Jews didn't like her. Samaritans yeah, she, were just she, like she mortal was, enemies. Yeah, she was, yeah. And yeah. so it, it's, it's, it's a fascinating account. Uh, that we find here in John chapter four, but uh, but man, that, that that would be an amazing, amazing. You're the first to bring up, by the way, uh, speaking to the woman at the well. But that that's a that's a great, great um, thought of of uh, having that conversation um, with her. You know, as you shared your testimony and where God has brought you, and we're going to bring you back for the episode next week, and we're going to talk a little bit about your 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 ministry. You know, as far as uh, your pastoral ministry, and that's not to say that you weren't ministering because you were. You share right. you were in you, you were in a Celebrate Recovery leadership team, and you were using your business as a way to to share Christ with people. You just had this unique calling to a pastoral role, but all of us have uh, we're all called. If you're in Christ, you're called to ministry, right? Um, but you have this pastoral um, heart, and I know you do. You guys gift you with this pastoral heart. And so as we sort of are coming to the close of this episode, you know, what last words of advice would you give to anyone who's, who's listening to this podcast? You know, I think it goes back to this whole idea of wanting to talk to the woman at the well. I, I feel like no matter where you are in your faith journey, first of all, plug into a community of believers, right? I think there's something so powerful about being in community with other believers. Um, but I think also just knowing that God can use you right where you are, no matter where you've been. And I, and I tell my students this all the time, and we'll talk more about this next time, but nothing can separate you from God's love. Nothing. In Romans 8, we read about that, right? And I would just want people to know that no matter no matter what you bring to you know today, listening to this podcast, there's nothing you have ever done that will separate you from God's love. And I I think sometimes that's hard for people to grasp, 
you know. So I, I just think I would want to leave people with that thought that no matter where you are in life, there's a God who loves you. There's a God who wants to do relationship in life with you. And there's a God who just wants to celebrate you choosing to have a relationship with him. You talk a little bit more about the woman at the well, and uh, it's an interesting account in that uh, she encounters Christ. At least what we read is a short conversation. She realizes who he is. She comes to this understanding that that he is the Christ, he's he's Lord and Savior, and then she immediately goes and witnesses to the people who really, um, she was an outcast. And she goes and witnesses to them. It means she shares this person who she has met. Come and come and see right. him. But she has no she has no formal training. There, there's no classes on how to do this right. Mm-hmm. She immediately just goes and does it. And I think for 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 anyone out there who's listening to your story, and I would just encourage anyone who's just sort of doing, don't wait until quote unquote you're ready. That's what I tell my students every Wednesday. Yeah, I mean, yeah. don't wait until you're ready. Sh- yeah. Share that a little bit. Yeah, I mean, talk talk to me about that. Not wait until you're ready. What what, what are you sharing with the students in that? I, you know, I think just a reminder that even if you just have a mustard seed size of faith, right? You don't have to know everything. You just have to know there's a God who loves you, right? And I think a student could tell another student that without the full understanding of who God is, because who really fully understands the fullness of God? I mean, He's so big. But just encouraging students to be bold. And to just love others well. And yeah, I mean, I think even at 13, 14, 15, 16, kids are making bad decisions. But those decisions don't separate them from God's love. And so taking that message, I think, into the schools and to their friend circles and things is what what I would want them to do. One of the most powerful things I, I learned was it's okay to say to somebody, I don't know. Yes. And, I say uh, that all the time. Well, yeah, and, and to be able to say, but let we can figure let's figure this out together. Right. You know, I think the great fear that people have is that if someone asks me a question about the Bible or church or God, and and, and I don't know the answer, what am I going to say? And and right. let me tell you, here's a simple thing you can say: I don't know. And, and let's 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 figure this out together. Yep. You know, and I th- I think the I think the world's waiting for people who can be honest about that. And say, we're, you said it, we're, we're works in progress. We're, we're all, not on a pedestal either. I think that's the no, other, yeah. No, we don't know all things. And, you know, and, and we may know a little more because of where we are in our journey. We may know a little more because of, you know, you talked about taking classes and not everyone has the opportunity to do that. Um, but that doesn't mean we know everything. Right. And, and it's okay. It's okay not to know everything. It's not okay not to be growing. Right. God calls us to grow, but it's okay not to know everything. And and, uh, and when we're used by God, uh, you know, one of the most powerful things would be to say to somebody, I don't know, but let's figure it out. Right. And, and to be able to to be able to grow together. Um, I, I'm just so excited about our next episode because we're going to go deeper. Yeah, uh, me too. Y- you've got me excited here about about sort of what God's doing in, in your ministry life. And when I say ministry life, I, I don't mean to separate. You know, some people think you have pastors and you have everyone else. Being a pastor is just my my niche, right? But if you're a, if you're a school teacher, you, your call is the same as mine: it's make disciples. Right? It's just what it looks like in the context of where we're at. So if you're out there and say, "Well, I'm not called to be a pastor," by the way, make sure you're not. You could be, <laughs> but but if you're not called to be a pastor, that, that's great because if everyone was a pastor, nothing would get done. That's true. Um, because we, we are called to equip people to actually be disciple makers in their vocation at their homes and so forth. And so, you know, many of the things we talk about, just, just think in your context, if you're listening to this podcast, where has God placed me? And, and what I like, I love that uh, from Jeff Eckert's message that really sort of was the introduction to say, okay, Lord, I, I know you're calling me into something different here. 
be willing to step into the water. Whatever he's calling you to do, just take that next step. Don't worry about the next 50. Just take that next step with him. Yep. And so I, I encourage you to tune in next week as we uh, continue this conversation with Pastor Wendy. For now, um, I just want you to, to remember that you can always check out not just what's going on here in the podcast, but the church I'm a part of, Crosswinds Church. Go to crosswinds.church, and you can find out all things Crosswinds. You can you can communicate with us if you have questions that come out of a podcast, or, or maybe you're in the area and you just sort of want to check out what, what what's happening here on our campus, or perhaps you you can catch a service online. We, we have services online that you can sort of see what we're about, and we would love to, if you need information, um, we have uh, information for you. If you're new in Christ, we have things called a Yes Box, and you can access that. And I could explain so much, but if you go to crosswinds.church, they'll explain it better for you. At least that would be a great next step. But for now, I look forward to you being a part of listening to this podcast next week. But for now, be blessed and go ahead and bless others. Bless others.